You are now listening to Unsolved Mysteries and Cold Cases. I'm your host, Steve Matthews, your guide into the shadowy depths of the unresolved, the enigmatic, and the chilling. Each episode, we'll delve into baffling disappearances, unsolved crimes, and tales that have slipped through the cracks of time and memory. Through interviews, expert analysis, and meticulous investigation, we'll attempt to piece together the puzzles that have perplexed minds for years. So, if you have a curious heart and a mind unafraid of the shadows, join me in unraveling the enigmas that refuse to be forgotten and give voice to the silent tales hidden within the folds of history. It was a tranquil summer night on the 13th of August, 1956. The Cold War was at its height, and the dual RAF stations of Lake and Heath and Bentwaters, nestled in the quiet English countryside of Suffolk, were on high alert. These twin bases, occupied by the U.S. Air Force, sat in the tense stillness, their radars probing the ink-black sky, their personnel vigilant against any hint of a Soviet threat. In the early hours, a flicker on the radar screen shattered the routine calm. Unidentified flying objects, moving at unthinkable speeds and performing maneuvers that defied the known laws of physics, had invaded the sanctity of their airspace. It was a night that would cast a long and puzzling shadow over the rest of the 20th century and beyond, fueling speculation, controversy, and an unending stream of questions. This was the beginning of the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident, an event that would become one of the most enduring and captivating mysteries in the annals of UFOs. As we delve into the heart of this enduring enigma, we will traverse the silent corridors of official reports, the tangled web of theories, and the relentless pursuits of truth by believers and skeptics alike. We'll explore the chilling accounts of radar operators, the wide-eyed testimonies of pilots, and the ripple effects of this singular event on popular culture and scientific curiosity. From the initial radar contact to the scrambling of fighter jets, from the bewildering behavior of the unidentified objects to their inexplicable disappearance, every facet of the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident invites intrigue. It demands our curiosity, incites our imagination, and taunts our desire for answers. Yet, the incident remains, more than six decades later, a symbol of the unexplained, a testament to the mysteries that continue to dance, just out of reach, in our night skies. Chapter 1 the dawn of intrigue. On that fateful night in 1956, the serene Suffolk countryside seemed to stand still under a tapestry of shimmering stars. RAF Lake and Heath and Bentwaters, the twin military stations, buzzed with the muffled undertones of the vigilant U.S. Air Force. Inside the cramped radar rooms of these bases, a team of operators remained ensnared in a tense symphony of beeps and blips. Among them was a young radar operator, David Chambers. Fresh from training, Chambers was eager yet tense, his eyes glued to the radar screen. His hands, accustomed to the dance of dials and knobs, adjusted the controls delicately to maximize the radar's reach into the night sky. Around him, the room pulsed with a blend of low conversation and the quiet whir of machinery. Chambers' gaze moved rhythmically with the radar sweep. Each blip on the screen was an aircraft, its altitude, speed, and course mapped in luminescent green. 
The information was promptly relayed to flight controllers who deftly orchestrated the aerial ballet above. It was a dance they knew well, a choreographed routine of military precision. The Suffolk skies were a chessboard, and they, the unseen hands moving the pieces. They were prepared for anything, or so they thought. As midnight loomed, the tension in the room eased slightly. Conversations veered away from immediate tasks, drifting towards the familiar territory of home, news, and the summer baseball league. The room hummed with the comfortable camaraderie born of shared responsibility and long, silent nights. In this backdrop of human chatter and mechanical murmurs, an anomaly on the radar screen caught Chambers' attention. A blip, unlike the rest, streaked across the display. It moved with a velocity in a pattern that didn't correspond with any known aircraft. The room's hum faded into a hushed silence as all eyes turned towards the screen. The night, once typical, had taken a dramatic turn. The tranquility of the summer evening was shattered. The unscheduled, unidentified intruder in their airspace marked the beginning of a puzzle that was about to grow more complex and captivating with every passing minute. The dance of the radar blips had become a frenzied jig, and the silent summer night of 1956 was silent no more. The Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident was underway. As the room's chatter died away, the air filled with a palpable sense of surprise and concern. The radar screen, the heart of their operations, was now a spectacle of uncertainty. The blip, erratic and swift, pulsed brightly against the phosphor green backdrop. Chambers' eyes widened as he leaned in, studying the peculiar movements of the unidentified object. It seemed to violate every known law of flight, its speed, its course, its behavior, all of it painted a picture that he, and the rest of his team, could not comprehend. Sitting adjacent to Chambers was senior operator Joseph Atkins, a veteran with years of experience under his belt. Atkins, known for his cool demeanor, found his usual calm being tested by the unfolding mystery. As he looked at the screen, his mind raced to find a reasonable explanation. Could it be a glitch? An enemy aircraft? A weather balloon? None of these theories fit the evidence dancing before his eyes. In the breathless silence that had gripped the room, Atkins made a decision. He reached out to the night duty officer, Captain Roger Pierce, a man renowned for his pragmatism. Pierce, awoken from his intermittent sleep by the urgent summons, arrived swiftly, his face masked with concern. Pierce analyzed the radar screen, his experienced gaze following the erratic path of the unknown intruder. As minutes stretched into an hour, the object on the radar continued its enigmatic display. It dashed across vast distances in the blink of an eye and stopped abruptly in mid-flight, as if defying the very principles of inertia. Whispers of speculation and worry wove through the room. The atmosphere was thick with the unvoiced question what could possibly be capable of such bewildering maneuvers. The radar anomaly was not just an intruder in their airspace anymore. It was a baffling riddle, an enigma that had pulled the base out from the familiar and plunged it into a surreal, tension-frilied night of mystery. As dawn approached, Pierce took a final look at the radar screen. The realization was as stark as the anomaly was persistent they were in uncharted territory. 
This was no ordinary occurrence. It was an incident that would echo through time, forever remembered as the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident. With dawn tiptoeing over the horizon, Captain Pierce made a call to scramble two de Havilland Venom fighter jets. The jets, with their sleek design and imposing silhouettes, were the epitome of power and agility, the aces of our AF's deck. Yet that morning, they were about to face an opponent like none they had ever encountered. The pilots of the Venoms were Flight Lieutenants Jim McPhee and John Brady. McPhee, a man of fierce determination and unruffled under pressure, had seen his share of challenging missions. Brady, with his quick wit and daredevil spirit, had often been McPhee's wingman. The bond between them was forged in the fires of shared danger and camaraderie. As the call for scramble echoed through the base, McPhee and Brady were jolted awake. They were no strangers to early morning scrambles, but the urgency in the dispatcher's voice hinted at an unusual situation. Within minutes, they were in the cockpit of their venoms, engines roaring to life, hearts pounding in sync with the pulsing rhythm. As the venoms hurtled down the runway and pierced the pre-dawn sky, ground control relayed the position of the unknown object. McPhee, his hand steady on the throttle, maneuvered his venom into a steep climb. Beside him, Brady shadowed his movements, their two jets cutting through the morning fog like falcons on a hunt. Back at the radar room, operators watched the screen with bated breath as the green blips of the venoms edged closer to the unidentified object. McPhee's voice crackled through the radio, his typically firm tone edged with anticipation. He reported visual contact, a bright light that moved with astounding agility and speed. The pursuit was on. The venoms, symbols of human ingenuity and power, strained against the boundaries of their design. Yet, the unidentified object continued to outmaneuver them, leading them on a chase that defied all rules of engagement they knew. As the sun cast its first rays over Suffolk, Washing the landscape in a golden hue, McPhee and Brady returned to base, their mission unaccomplished but not defeated. Their accounts of the aerial encounter added another layer of intrigue to the unfolding drama. What had started as an anomaly on a radar screen had escalated into a full-blown chase in the open sky. This was no longer just a radar incident. It was a tangible, witnessed encounter that would be etched into the history of UFO sightings. The scramble of the Venom fighters had added an exciting chapter to the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident. Chapter 2 Unveiling the Enigma The sunlight had barely begun to touch the base when McPhee and Brady climbed out of their Venoms. Their faces were etched with an exhilaration tinged with a sense of disquiet. In the mess hall, surrounded by half-eaten breakfasts and the aroma of brewing coffee, they began to recount their experience. Their tail was one of lights that darted with a speed and agility that seemed to ignore the laws of aerodynamics. McPhee described a bright object that would accelerate, slow down, and then halt mid-flight. Its movements, he said, were swift and precise, like a dragonfly skimming over a summer pond. Brady chimed in, his voice reflecting a mix of excitement and incredulity. The object, he reported, had also performed vertical climbs and dives that would have tested the limits of any human pilot. It behaved not like a craft limited by gravity and air resistance, 
but as if it were operating under a completely different set of rules. In the radar room, Chambers and Atkins confirmed the pilot's descriptions. They had watched the object make hairpin turns at high speed, its trajectory drawn in puzzling patterns on their screens. This was no mere aircraft. It was a spectacle of motion, a showpiece of enigmatic movements that defied explanation. Listening to the pilots and radar operators, Captain Pierce mulled over the perplexing enigma. His mind churned with questions. What kind of technology could facilitate such maneuvers? Was this proof of an unknown military advancement or perhaps an evidence of something even more extraordinary? As the day unfolded, the base was abuzz with hushed conversations and conjectures. The memory of the night was fresh and the questions were many. The descriptions of the object's enigmatic movements painted an image of an inexplicable spectacle in the minds of everyone. It was a puzzle, a marvel that elevated the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident from a radar anomaly to an encounter with the enigmatic unknown. As the day unfolded, the radar room remained the epicenter of attention. Eyes were glued to the radar screens, anticipating the return of the mysterious visitor. Despite the waves of curiosity rippling through the base, routine duties continued under the weight of an unspoken anticipation. In the midst of this heightened alertness, Captain Pierce made regular visits to the radar room. His pragmatic nature struggled with the incident's inexplicable elements. He wanted answers, as did Atkins, Chambers, and the rest of the crew. But the answers remained elusive, adding to the thick cloud of mystery that had descended on the twin bases. As the day started to yield to the evening, the base was once again plunged into the surreal calm that had marked the beginning of the incident. The radar room hummed quietly, its occupants caught in an odd mix of expectation and normalcy. Suddenly, amidst this quiet anticipation, the enigmatic blip on the radar screen that had held them captive vanished. No grand exit, no dramatic sign-off. One moment it was there, darting across the radar screen, the next, it was gone. The room fell silent, the radar operators stared at the now-quiet screen, their minds attempting to catch up with what their eyes had witnessed. The object, after its extraordinary display of aerial dexterity, had disappeared without a trace. As if it had never been there. Captain Pierce, upon hearing the news, experienced a jolt of disbelief. He had hoped for answers, for some kind of resolution. But instead, the incident ended as enigmatically as it had begun. The mysterious disappearance of the object marked a perplexing end to an already baffling day. The absence of the object on the radar screen left a void filled with lingering questions and rampant speculations. This unexpected turn added another layer to the complexity and intrigue of the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident. The mystery had deepened, cementing the incident's place in the annals of unexplained phenomena. In the aftermath of the disappearance, a sense of unease mingled with intrigue swept over the base. The eyewitnesses, mostly the radar operators and pilots, became the reluctant heroes of the hour. Everyone from the mess hall staff to the highest-ranking officers wanted to hear their story, to understand what had transpired during those baffling hours. As word spread, a swarm of journalists descended on the base. 
Their cameras and notepads, eager to capture the incident, were pointed at McPhee and Brady. The pilots, unaccustomed to such attention, shared their encounter. They described the swift, baffling movements of the object and their futile chase across the Suffolk sky. Back in the radar room, Chambers and Atkins reiterated their experience to a crowd of captivated listeners. Their accounts of the enigmatic blip and its bewildering movements painted a vivid picture that captivated the imagination of everyone present. The culmination of these eyewitness accounts came when the official report was assembled. Captain Pierce, tasked with the responsibility, grappled with the challenge. He wanted the report to be concise and factual, but how could he capture the enigma that was the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident in mere black and white? With the eyewitness accounts in one hand and the radar data in the other, Pierce began to pen the official report. It was a document that would travel beyond the confines of the base, a testament to an event that defied understanding. Each line he wrote felt like an understatement, a feeble attempt to capture an inexplicable phenomenon. When the official report was finally made public, it was met with a barrage of questions. The explanation seemed insufficient against the magnitude of the incident. The enigmatic movements, the futile chase, the sudden disappearance, and the subsequent eyewitness accounts had all been squeezed into a few pages of the official document. Yet, the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident refused to be boxed in. The eyewitness accounts, coupled with the official report, only added fuel to the flame of intrigue that had been ignited that fateful summer night. The incident was far from over. It was an enigma that was about to seep into public consciousness, sparking debates and theories that would span decades. Chapter 3 The Tangle of Theories In the wake of the incident, the most rational minds scrambled to find explanations that could fit within the bounds of known science. Among these, the weather balloon theory emerged as a frontrunner. The concept was simple, non-threatening, and provided a plausible explanation to the otherwise inexplicable event. The theory suggested that the object might have been a stray weather balloon. These balloons were frequently launched for atmospheric research and often carried metallic radar reflectors. It was argued that perhaps the winds had manipulated the balloon's course, making it appear erratic on the radar screen. Colonel Harold Edwards, a respected figure in meteorological circles and a staunch proponent of the weather balloon theory, was invited to share his insights. A man of science, Edwards was known for his methodical approach and a belief in evidence-based conclusions. Edwards examined the radar data, the reported altitudes, and the object's movements. His weathered hands shuffled through pages of meteorological data, trying to find a pattern, a clue that might validate the theory. In his thorough investigation, Edwards discovered a discrepancy. The weather balloons of the time were not capable of the swift vertical movements and rapid acceleration and deceleration that the radar blip had demonstrated. Besides, he noted, a weather balloon at such high altitudes would appear stationary or slow-moving due to the large distance from the radar. Despite his efforts, Edwards could not completely align the weather balloon theory with the available evidence. His findings only added to the skepticism surrounding the theory. Those who had hoped for a simple, comprehensible explanation were left grappling with the uncomfortable truth. 
The weather balloon theory, once seen as a beacon of rational explanation, was inadequate. The Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident proved resistant to easy explanations. Each attempted rationalization seemed to raise more questions than it answered. The weather balloon theory, despite its initial appeal, had failed to explain away the enigma. The incident remained a fascinating mystery, its intrigue deepened by every unsuccessful attempt to solve it. With the weather balloon theory in the rearview mirror, another hypothesis started to gain momentum. A hypothesis that was both thrilling and unsettling the extraterrestrial hypothesis. According to this theory, the mysterious object was not a result of earthly technology but rather an evidence of life beyond our planet. One of the most vocal supporters of this theory was Dr. Alan Foster, an astrophysicist and a well-known UFOologist. Foster was renowned for his belief in extraterrestrial life and had dedicated his career to the search for it. His charismatic personality and scientific credentials lent a degree of credibility to his extraordinary claims. Foster studied the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident with a fervor that reflected his passion for the unknown. He pored over the radar data, scrutinized the eyewitness accounts, and reviewed the failed weather balloon theory. His investigations took him through countless cups of coffee and long nights, his study filled with scribbled notes and sketched diagrams. In his exploration, Foster focused on the object's capabilities as described by the eyewitnesses and the radar data. The incredible speed, abrupt halts, rapid ascents, and descents, along with the ability to outmaneuver fighter jets, all suggested a technology far superior to what was known on Earth. Foster posited that the object's extraordinary maneuvers could be an indication of advanced propulsion technology, potentially harnessing the power of gravity itself. This kind of technology, he argued, was likely beyond human capacity at the time but could be within the reach of a technologically advanced extraterrestrial civilization. As thrilling as the extraterrestrial hypothesis was, it was met with both fascination and skepticism. For some, it opened up a world of exciting possibilities, proof that we are not alone in the universe. For others, it was too far-fetched, too fantastical to be considered seriously. Yet, the extraterrestrial hypothesis, despite its controversial nature, managed to cement its place in the discourse surrounding the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident. The mystery had grown, encompassing not just the boundaries of our AF Lake and Heath and Bentwaters, but extending its reach into the limitless expanse of the cosmos. The story was no longer just about an unidentified object in the summer sky of 1956, it had become a quest for our place in the universe. As the extraterrestrial hypothesis continued to fuel heated debates, another theory was quietly brewing. This theory, hinged on the tense geopolitics of the time, suggested that the incident was a result of Cold War espionage. In the mid-1950s, the world was in the throes of the Cold War. It was a time of covert operations, secret technologies, and mutual suspicion between the West and the Soviet Union. Some suggested that the unidentified object might be a secret Soviet spy aircraft testing the defenses of NATO allies. One of the key advocates of this theory was General Richard Hastings, a decorated veteran with extensive knowledge of military strategy. 
Hastings had served in various capacities during the war, and his expertise in intelligence and counterintelligence operations was widely respected. Hastings examined the incident through the lens of Cold War politics. He was keenly aware of the advancements in aviation technology and the clandestine operations of the era. He proposed that the object could be an experimental Soviet aircraft, designed for evasion and reconnaissance. The Cold War espionage theory provided an intriguing explanation, fitting neatly into the era's tense atmosphere. The notion of a secret Soviet aircraft lurking over British airspace was not entirely implausible considering the technological race of the Cold War. Yet, even this theory was not without its cracks. The reported maneuvers of the object were far beyond the capabilities of known aircraft technology, even experimental. And if it were indeed a Soviet spycraft, why would it risk exposing itself over a NATO base? The Cold War espionage theory, while offering a compelling narrative, could not fully dispel the mystery. It offered a human angle to the puzzle, pointing to the intricate dance of power and secrecy that characterized the era. But the extraordinary details of the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident continued to evade conventional explanations. This theory added another facet to the enigma. The incident had transformed from an event of regional curiosity into a global mystery with geopolitical implications. The theories, each with its strengths and weaknesses, painted a multidimensional picture that continued to captivate those drawn to the unknown. The story was not just about identifying an object anymore, it was about understanding our world and beyond. Chapter 4 The Persistent Inquiry the increasing public fascination with the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident did not go unnoticed by the United States Air Force. Their investigative arm, Project Blue Book, was already grappling with a growing number of UFO sightings across the United States. The incident at the Twin Bases, given its scale and the quality of the witnesses, warranted their attention. Project Blue Book was led by Major Robert Friend a seasoned Air Force officer with a reputation for meticulousness and integrity. He had a daunting task ahead of him. The project aimed to assess the potential threats posed by UFOs and determine if they represented advanced technologies. With the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident on his desk, Major Friend found himself facing a formidable challenge. This was not just another case of blurry photographs or vague witness testimonies. It involved trained radar operators and pilots who stood by their accounts of the night. The investigative team swung into action. They sifted through the radar data, reviewed the flight paths, and interviewed the witnesses. Friend himself spent long hours studying the pilots' accounts, his forehead creased in concentration as he sought to unravel the intricate tapestry of events. Project Blue Book's inquiry provided a methodical and official approach to the investigation. But it was an uphill battle. The incident was already shrouded in layers of speculation and theories. Distinguishing fact from fiction became a crucial part of their job. The team's findings, much like the incident itself, were a complex blend of information and ambiguity. They could neither fully confirm nor deny any of the prevailing theories. It was another addition to a growing number of unsolved cases that continued to puzzle the investigators. 
Project Blue Book's involvement in the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident marked a significant step in the quest for understanding. It transformed the incident from a local military puzzle into a subject of national importance. But despite their best efforts, the incident retained its mystery, an unsolved piece in the vast jigsaw puzzle of the UFO phenomenon. The story had now reached new heights, capturing the attention of official investigators, reinforcing the sense of intrigue and fascination that surrounded it. While the government had its Project Blue Book, the public had its own set of dedicated investigators. Among them, Jennifer Hughes stood out as a prominent figure. A tenacious journalist with a deep interest in UFOs, she was determined to bring the truth about the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident to light. In contrast to the military setting of Major Friend's investigation, Hughes operated from her small apartment, overflowing with papers, books, and maps related to UFO sightings. Despite her modest resources, she had something that was perhaps even more powerful a fierce determination and an unwavering belief in the possibility of the unknown. Hughes' quest for truth involved her meticulously cross-checking radar data against weather patterns, retracing the flight paths of the Venom fighters, and scrutinizing the official report of the incident. Every clue was dissected, every lead followed, and every discrepancy noted. In her pursuit, Hughes became a conduit for other civilian investigators. UFO enthusiasts, retired pilots, radar technicians, and even curious citizens found in her a kindred spirit. Their shared pursuit created a sense of camaraderie. They exchanged notes, brainstormed over potential theories, and encouraged each other when the mystery seemed too daunting. Through their combined efforts, the civilian investigators managed to highlight certain aspects overlooked in the official investigation. However, they also ran into the same wall of unanswered questions and unexplained phenomena that had marked the incident from the start. The role of civilian investigators like Hughes added a new dimension to the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident. It demonstrated that the quest for understanding was not confined to military or government circles. It was a testament to the power of public curiosity and the universal allure of the unexplained. The story now belonged to the public domain, and every new revelation only served to deepen the intrigue, making it a tale of collective fascination. In the unfolding drama of the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident, the media played a pivotal role. Television programs, newspapers, and magazines picked up on the public fascination turning what had started as a local military anomaly into an international sensation. At the forefront was John Thompson, a charismatic television host known for his investigative reporting. His nightly news program, Thompson's Gazette, was widely popular, with millions tuning in for his succinct analysis and captivating storytelling. When he decided to cover the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident, the story found an even wider audience. Thompson was no stranger to sensational stories, but the incident held a particular allure for him. He was intrigued by the complexities, the layered theories, and the steadfast refusal of the incident to fit into a conventional understanding. Armed with a team of researchers and his own brand of honor magnetism, Thompson delved into the incident. He dedicated entire episodes to the various theories, interviewed key figures, 
and even hosted debates between proponents of the different hypotheses. He took the viewers on a journey, turning each development, each new finding into an engrossing narrative. His coverage, however, was not without controversy. Critics accused him of sensationalism, of stoking the fires of conspiracy for ratings. But Thompson, unfazed, continued his coverage, asserting the importance of public engagement in the quest for understanding. In shaping the story of the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident, the media's role was transformative. It amplified the voices of the investigators, disseminated the various theories to a wider audience, and made the incident a part of public consciousness. The story had transcended from the realm of incident reports and radar screens into the living rooms of everyday people. It had become a tale of the human quest for understanding, set against the grand canvas of the cosmos, told through the mediums of the modern age. Chapter 5 The Modern Day Scrutiny Despite the years and myriad interpretations, the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident continued to resist conclusive explanation. The mystery had persisted, but so had the quest for understanding. It was in this persistent quest that Dr. Eleanor Whitfield, an esteemed astrophysicist, made her mark. Dr. Whitfield had made a name for herself with her research on cosmic phenomena. When she took interest in the incident, it signaled a shift. The story was no longer just fodder for UFO enthusiasts and conspiracy theorists. It had entered the sphere of scientific inquiry. Dr. Whitfield approached the incident as a puzzle, one that defied understanding not because of its inexplicability, but because of the lack of right tools to examine it. With her team at the University of Cambridge, she set out to reanalyze the incident using the latest advancements in radar technology and astrophysics. Her approach was meticulous. She revisited the radar data, cross-referenced it with astronomical events of that night, and even reenacted the Venom fighter's chase with modern flight simulation software. The university's state-of-the-art facilities buzzed with activity as researchers pored over the decades-old mystery. The scientific reanalysis brought fresh insights. Dr. Whitfield's team proposed a new theory suggesting that a rare atmospheric phenomenon could have caused the radar anomaly and the erratic movements. But even with these advancements, they could not provide a definitive explanation. Dr. Whitfield's involvement gave the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident a fresh lease of life. It reminded the world that the incident was more than a historical curiosity, it was a scientific anomaly, a question that was yet to be answered. This scientific reanalysis marked another evolution in the story. It blended the edges between science and speculation, the known and the unknown. It reminded us that our understanding of the cosmos was still evolving and that every mystery held the potential to propel us further into the realms of knowledge. The story, now touched by the hands of scientists, took another leap into the realm of the extraordinary. It was no longer just a historical incident, it had become a marker in our scientific journey. As Dr. Whitfield's research shone new light on the incident, it had an unexpected effect. It rekindled public interest, and with it, pressure mounted on the government to disclose what they knew about the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident and other UFO phenomena. Leading the call for transparency was Alexander Barton, a charismatic member of the British Parliament. 
Known for his candor and unyielding pursuit of accountability, Barton used his platform to question the government's silence on the incident. With eloquence and determination, Barton addressed the House of Commons. He painted a vivid picture of that summer night in 1956 and detailed the numerous unanswered questions. He argued for the public's right to know, stating, it's high time that the shroud of secrecy be lifted. The people deserve answers. Barton's impassioned plea struck a chord. His words echoed across news outlets, sparking debates and fueling the public's appetite for knowledge. Suddenly, the decades-old incident was back in the limelight, not as a distant memory, but as a contemporary issue demanding resolution. Amidst growing public interest and increasing media coverage, the government found itself in a tight spot. The incident had long been buried in the archives, but the calls for disclosure were now too loud to ignore. Eventually, the government issued a statement acknowledging the incident and promising a review of the records. However, the response fell short of the full disclosure that Barton and the public had demanded. It was a half-victory, but it reinvigorated the narrative around the incident. The story of the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident had taken another turn. From a military anomaly to a scientific conundrum, and now, a point of political debate, it had become a living narrative. It demonstrated the enduring power of the incident to captivate public interest and shape societal discourse. The tale was no longer confined to the past, it was alive in the present, pushing boundaries, asking questions, and refusing to fade into obscurity. In this unfolding saga of the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident, the advent of technology brought new hopes and perspectives. Among those inspired by these advancements was Dr. Mia Chen, a leading expert in artificial intelligence and data analysis. Dr. Chen believed that the answers to the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident lay in the extensive data the event had generated, which had been left relatively unexplored until now. Harnessing the power of AI, she saw an opportunity to dig deeper into the incident than ever before. With a team of skilled data scientists and cutting-edge technology at her disposal, Dr. Chen set about the arduous task of collating and analyzing decades' worth of data related to the incident. Every piece of information, from radar readings to eyewitness testimonies, was fed into a sophisticated AI system designed to draw patterns and insights that might have been overlooked by human analysts. Under the soft glow of computer screens in her tech-laden lab, Dr. Chen and her team tirelessly worked on their mission. Algorithms whirred, screens flickered, and gradually, the AI began to weave together an intricate pattern from the disjointed data. Their findings, though preliminary, added yet another intriguing layer to the narrative. The AI had detected some unusual patterns that hinted at possible correlations between the incident and certain cosmic events. While it wasn't the definitive answer everyone was hoping for, it was a significant stride forward, a testament to the potential of technology in unraveling such complex mysteries. The Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident, now scrutinized through the lens of AI, had evolved again. The narrative had morphed from a historical mystery to a scientific anomaly, a societal issue, and now, an exploration of the frontier of technology. The tale was still unfolding, keeping step with our technological progress, and proving, once again, 
its uncanny ability to remain relevant and compelling. The story now stands at the threshold of a new era of investigation. The stage is set for further exploration, and the answers, though elusive, feel closer than ever before. The Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident remains a timeless tale, a symbol of our enduring fascination with the unknown, and our relentless pursuit of truth in the face of the extraordinary. Chapter 6 The Enduring Mystery In the grand tapestry of our collective history, certain events stand out, not merely for what happened, but for the ripples they create across time. The Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident was one such event. Its echoes were not confined to the skies over Suffolk, they permeated our consciousness and left an indelible mark on society. One of the most profound impacts of the incident was on the public's perception of the unknown. John Rees, a well-regarded historian, explored this aspect in his seminal work, Anomalies in the Sky, a Societal Perspective. Rees argued that the incident, with its blend of mystery and intrigue, had played a key role in making the public more receptive to the possibility of unexplained phenomena. But the impact of the incident went beyond shifting mindsets. The Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident also spurred changes in how such events were handled by authorities. Policymakers, influenced by the public scrutiny this event attracted, began to take more transparent stances on unexplained aerial phenomena, leading to a paradigm shift in the way these mysteries were approached. It wasn't just the policymakers and the public who were affected. The incident also had a profound impact on the scientific community. Dr. Eleanor Whitfield's reanalysis and Dr. Mia Chen's AI investigation had set a precedent. It demonstrated that conventional scientific methods could be applied to enigmatic incidents and with promising results. The Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident's impact was felt on a cultural level too. It inspired a generation of artists, filmmakers, and writers. The incident found its way into popular culture, from Hollywood blockbusters to best-selling novels, all of which further amplified its reach and resonance. Perhaps, the most enduring impact of the incident was how it sparked an unwavering curiosity in us. The Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident, despite its obscure origins, became a catalyst for our quest to understand the unexplained. It sparked a dialogue between skeptics and believers, scientists and enthusiasts, authorities and the public. And so, the story of the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident continues to resonate. Its impact has woven itself into the very fabric of our society, reminding us of that silent summer night and our enduring fascination with the mysteries that lie beyond our understanding. It serves as a testament to our collective pursuit of truth, even in the face of the unknown. As the echoes of the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident reverberate through time, they carry with them a plethora of unanswered questions and open theories. Despite extensive investigations and studies, the incident remains an enigma, its mysteries tucked away in the twilight zone between known science and the unexplored universe. One of the most compelling, unanswered questions revolves around the object's enigmatic movements. Despite Dr. Chen's groundbreaking AI analysis, the erratic and advanced maneuvers of the UFOs continue to baffle scientists. Were these objects controlled by an unknown intelligence? or were they the result of a natural but yet unidentified atmospheric phenomenon? 
Another question that has confounded investigators for decades concerns the sudden disappearance of the objects. How did these UFOs vanish without a trace? Theories range from advanced stealth technology to interdimensional travel, but definitive answers remain elusive. The inconsistency between radar data and visual sightings adds another layer of complexity. While radar operators observed clear and unambiguous blips, the Venom pilots had difficulty establishing visual contact. Could this discrepancy point to an advanced form of technology capable of manipulating both radar and human vision, or could it be explained by human errors or mechanical malfunctions? The extraterrestrial hypothesis, which suggests that the UFOs might have been spacecraft from other worlds, continues to tantalize enthusiasts and skeptics alike. It's a theory that invites more questions than it answers. If the objects were extraterrestrial, what was their purpose in visiting Earth? Were they observing us, or was their presence merely incidental? Lastly, despite the transparency in recent years, some believe that there's more to the official reports than meets the eye. Could there be classified information that has yet to be disclosed? What do the governments truly know about the incident? The Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident, despite its age, remains a hotbed for open theories and speculation. The enigma, rather than dissolving with time, seems to grow, fueling our desire to explore the unexplained. Each unanswered question and open theory adds a new thread to the intricate tapestry of this timeless mystery, ensuring its place in our collective curiosity. The story, much like the objects observed that fateful night, refuses to fade away, keeping us engaged, enthralled, and forever questioning. With its enigmatic legacy and enduring influence, the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident has transformed into a potent symbol of the unexplained. Its intricate web of mysteries and unanswerable questions reflects our collective fascination and relentless pursuit of the unknown. Dr. Rachel Erickson, an eminent sociologist, beautifully encapsulated this sentiment in her book, Symbols in Society. She wrote, The Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident, in its intricate complexity and unresolved mysteries, mirrors our constant yearning to make sense of the unexplainable. It embodies our courage to question, to seek, and to explore beyond the boundaries of our understanding. Our pursuit of the truth behind the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident has led us down new paths of discovery. It ignited an interest in unknown aerial phenomena, pushed for more transparency from governments, spurred technological advancements in research, and stimulated intellectual and cultural dialogue. Historian John Rees reflected this in his lectures, saying, The Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident is not just about an unexplained aerial event, it is a testament to our tenacity and resilience in the face of the unexplainable. It is a reminder of our refusal to be constrained by the boundaries of our current knowledge. As the incident continues to captivate and intrigue, it serves as a reminder of our place in the universe. The unfathomable depth of that summer night sky is a testament to our own smallness and the infinite mysteries that lie beyond our reach. In this light, the Lake and Heath Bentwaters incident, more than just an unresolved event from the past, has become a beacon for explorers of the unexplained urging us to push our limits, to question, to wonder, and to seek. It stands as a symbol of our collective curiosity, 
our desire to understand the mysteries that lie beyond our comprehension, a testament to our timeless fascination with the enigmatic realms of the unknown.